it was like that kind of classic experience you can hear described sometimes when people come out to their friends and their friends are like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Discovering that there's actually a word, because I'd always prior to that said that I didn't feel male or female, and now there's a word for it, and it's non-binary, and that's been amazing. It's so important to create the spaces where people feel safe being themselves and, and light the fire under my ass a little bit to, to kind of make those spaces happen or do whatever I can to contribute to that or that representation. What queer identity has done is it's just opened up life for so many relationships, not needing to have these prescribed societal forms. Things have this ability to be malleable. Deserts are for folks who want to know something deeper. I mean, the desert is gay as hell. This is Lift Up, a show that elevates LGBTQ plus voices in the high desert. We're happy you're here. feel excited to be really happy with the person that I am. And I just want to live in a world where People will accept me for who I am, and I'll be the person to accept you for who you are. This episode, we have a conversation with Allison Anders. My name is Allison, and I live in Moab. I've been in Moab for three years now, and I moved here to be a naturalist educator with Canyonlands Field Institute. Um, I'd never been to Moab before, and I'd never rafted, and I kind of just... Moved my whole life to be here, and when I moved here was right when the pandemic began. Um, so we were out on a our first training trip on the Colorado River, um, out on the river without service for four days. And when we got back to service, we learned that the pandemic had shut the country down and everybody was in quarantine and isolating. So I decided to stay in Moab. Um, Yeah, I I love my job. Um, I have a lot of opportunity to be creative and create new things. I've been really inspired by all the community events that I've planned. It's been really cool to meet people in the community and connect with people in the outdoors. I'm really excited about the mental health hikes that we've been doing. It feels really exciting to bring people together who are looking to focus on mental health in the outdoors. And I really love working with children as well. Um, I wanted to be an outdoor educator. That was going to be my career path. And while that's not like the main part of my job anymore, I still get to go out into the field with school groups. One of the things that surprised me about working with kids here in Moab is that a lot of the kids in Moab um, don't want to be in Moab. Yeah, a lot of them are like, I want to leave Moab and stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, everyone wants to be here. But yeah, I think it would be kind of a hard place to be a kid. Growing up, I lived in a lot of different places. My dad was in the Air Force, so we bounced from Air Force Base to Air Force Base. So I've lived in Idaho, 
Arizona, North Carolina, but I pretty much grew up in Bellingham, Washington. Um, that's where we ended up when I was in second grade, so that's the largest portion of my life has been spent in Bellingham. Um, and then I also went to school in Southern California, so I got to see a lot of different places and experience a lot of different cultures and ways of living. I think that Moab was kind of a hard community to tap into at first, especially since I moved here during the pandemic. I felt pretty alone for a while, but now I, I'm really excited to feel really connected to this community. Um, I make a point of going to as many community events as I can make and just trying to meet new people. Um, I'm on the board of directors for Moonflower Co-op, which has been really inspiring. Um, I'm really passionate about food and growing food and the community that can be built around that. Um, so that's been a really fun way to connect to the community more. I would say home is Moab. I feel a really deep connection to the landscape and also the community here. I stay in Moab because of the people that I've met and also the opportunity to explore nature here is really inspiring for me. I bought a 1978 double wide. It was in pretty rough shape when I moved in. It has significantly less mouse poop now and I'm kind of working on turning the garden into a little community garden inspired garden that I just want to grow medicinal flowers and teas and herbs and wildflowers but yeah I love my little spot. I the trailer park is really sweet and I have a lot of really cute neighbors and families and yeah, I, I, it's a really lovely spot to, I'm grateful to have a home here. I realized that I was queer when I was really young. Um, I Honestly, I can't remember what age I was, but I just, I do have a memory of kind of like realizing that I was queer and it was also kind of like a, like realizing that that was going to make my life harder um, and that this was something that a lot of people might make assumptions about me. And I think growing up in, a conservative military house. Um, it wasn't safe for me to be outwardly queer, so for a really long time I suppressed that and I didn't really accept myself as queer. I was internalizing a lot of, a, of homophobia, um, but eventually kind of came, like, realized or eventually I like felt safe enough and confident in myself to f 
accept myself as queer. And that was a pretty long journey. Um, I've never really came out. I've never, like, officially, like, announced to the world that I'm queer. Um, And I think that a lot of the people who know that I'm queer, they're people that I'm really close with. I don't talk about my sexuality with a lot of people. I think, like, being raised to think that being gay is bad led me to not trust other people um, and to have a lot of initial fear of perception. Um, But yeah, I'm not super vocal about being queer, um, but it's something that I'm trying to be more vocal about. I wanted to do this interview because I feel sometimes I feel guilty about how I'm able to exist in this world and blend in as just another person I have a lot of privilege to be able to be like assumed as a heteronormative person by people I don't know so I felt a lot of guilt around that um so I'm trying to be more visibly queer and be a voice to advocate for the queer community and I'm kind of just figuring that out as I go growing up I didn't know a lot of queer people which in retrospect is surprising because I grew up in a very liberal community Bellingham is very queer friendly, Um, but I didn't have a lot of mentors. I didn't like know a lot of people who were like doing it successfully. I feel like when I was in high school, there was still a lot of taboo around being queer. Um, And there weren't a lot of queer people who were out in my high school. I don't know, like, I think there was just this a moment in, I was just living with so much anger, and I was, like, buying into all of these ideals of what is expected, and, like, I had, like, been told what normal was. And I think that there was kind of just a moment when I was in high school where I like took a step back and I'm like, why am I so angry? Why am I so sad? Why do I feel so much just like rage? And I think I kind of just realized that a lot of what I had been taught was not true um, and that I had the autonomy to believe what I wanted to believe. I didn't have to believe what my family told me. And then I just kind of slowly started learning and listening and trying to understand what it meant to be queer um, and unlearning the homophobia that was imposed upon me by my father was a lot of healing my own wounds and 
accepting myself and then I was able to move past like these strict definitions of normal and heteronormativity and then I think once I had taken the time to heal myself then I realized that I had a lot to learn so I was just I committed to being as open-minded as I could and just listening and learning and trying to understand and yeah I think coming through this healing like focusing on gratitude um, just being grateful for the people who took the time to teach me um, took the time to call me in and um, support me in my journey of unlearning that homophobia. Yeah, I have one vivid memory. Um, I think I was, I think I was in fifth grade, but I was at summer camp on Orcas Island with my friend Shannon and we were on the bus and I can't remember like what was said but someone said something about being gay and I was like oh like isn't that like isn't that really bad and my friend Shannon was like oh actually no like I have two uncles and they're really cool um and yeah she just was like being gay isn't bad and then like that I just remember being so shocked I was like I thought everyone thought this like I thought everyone thought being gay was bad like this is like that was shocking to me at the time but yeah I'm grateful that Shannon was like actually no like that's I can't even imagine like being a kid and having that much courage to be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, I think just in general, I've been meeting a lot more queer people since moving to Moab. Um, and I've just been listening and kind of like just taking it in and absorbing. I think that I've never really felt like, I had a strong queer community until I moved to Moab. Moving to Moab kind of felt like this feels like a place where I can be who I want to be and I don't have to be afraid of like being judged or like my family finding out. Yeah, I feel like I can be who I want to be here. Yeah, I kind of just all of a sudden just started referring to myself as queer, um, but I've never, I haven't told my family. Um, and I don't, like, I don't intend to. I don't know, it's something that, like, I go back and forth on a lot. Like, people will say to me stuff like, oh, you have to. 
you have to tell your parents like you aren't being your true self if you're not like telling if you're not like telling everyone and I'm like I don't really agree with that um I think for me it's like I don't really feel safe telling my dad that I'm queer um and I think like it's really sad to me that like he has these views and I'm trying to have empathy for like the world that he was conditioned in but I'm just not ready for like him to I don't know I'm not ready to I think that since my dad and I like have really different viewpoints in growing up um, in a pretty authoritarian household um, strict military follow the rules or else um, I felt a lot of anger towards him and so it was pretty hard to have a relationship with him and I feel like me coming out to him as queer we wouldn't be able to have a relationship anymore and I don't know if I'm ready for that like sometimes I feel like on one hand I'm like unapologetically myself I'm like take it or leave it kind of person like I'm not trying to fit other people's expectations or like people please anymore and I'm like I used to be in that place and I feel really grateful to not be there anymore and then I'm still kind of not being super true to myself by not being honest with my dad but yeah I mean maybe one day I'll come out to him but honestly at this like I just don't really see the point like just sounds traumatic I think if I were to come out to my dad I would wish that he would say that he was sorry for the world that perpetuates so much hate because um, that was the world that he was conditioned in um, and it's a world we're still living in in a lot of ways like I don't feel anger to him like I feel angry that this culture led him to believe this and led him to think these things yeah I think like seeing my dad in person like when I go home and visit is pretty hard because I really don't think that he knows me at all um he kind of knows an idealized version of me like he knows the version of me that's got a really cool job and like doing really well and like doing fun things with my friends but he doesn't really know like a lot about my worldviews or like my values as a person um so that's pretty hard because I mean that stuff comes up all the time and um it's hard for me to feel like 
I am putting on a bit of a facade um, that like goes against a lot of my beliefs and like I'm a pretty outspoken person to everyone else. I think the journey for me to be at the point that I am where I feel a lot of joy being queer, I feel safe to be known as queer. Um, It's been a pretty long journey and moving to Moab was pivotal in that. Um, When I moved here was right when the pandemic hit and That was the loneliest time of my life. I was living alone and I really didn't see other people for like a five month stretch of time. Um, It was pretty traumatic. And during that time, I decided to withdraw from hormonal birth control, which for a while I thought that I was asexual. I just didn't feel like attracted to people I was like oh wow people are beautiful and like I love connecting to people and like really getting to know them but I just what I just didn't feel it I was like I don't know and then I quit birth control and I realized that I wasn't asexual and I kind of went through this really overwhelming and isolating period where I was kind of just realizing a lot about myself and started to like feel more comfortable identifying as queer and learning about myself and just I'm grateful for that time um, that I was so alone because I needed that introspection um and then slowly meeting people in Moab and building a community here I've met a lot of really incredible queer people who have inspired me in a lot of ways um inspired me to be like joyous and wholeheartedly queer and um It's been really exciting to feel a part of a community like this. I think something about me is that I find a lot of joy bringing people together. Um, I am always trying to dance and I find myself coordinating a lot of spontaneous full moon dance parties. I'll make my friends hot chocolate and we'll all just like dance and watch the full moon. And through my job with Canyonlands Field Institute, I have the opportunity to create a lot of spaces as well that bring me a lot of joy. Um, I planned a queer camp out that was really exciting. Um, I was really nervous to do it. I was afraid that there would be backlash or, I don't know, there's a lot of really violent rhetoric around um, queer 
spaces right now so I was really afraid to do it but it was so fun and I'm so grateful for all the people who came. Met a lot of really awesome queer folk and yeah I've been working really hard to create spaces for people to come together to build community. Nature has been a really important part of my healing. Um, that has inspired me to provide that for other people as well. I think nature is a place where I can get out of my head. Being in places like this where the horizon is incredibly immense and it's so beautiful kind of puts me in a place beyond myself i can think about systems that are greater than my immediate and i feel connected to things that are bigger than me and that's a really important reminder for me when i'm feeling low or when I'm struggling or when I'm feeling lonely. Um, nature has always been a space that I can go to. I had never been to Moab before I moved here, but I was living in Zion for a little bit before this. And living in Zion kind of led me to Moab because I realized how beautiful Utah was and I wasn't ready to leave. But growing up in Washington, where everything is alive and something that's alive is covered in another thing that's alive that's growing on it um, and everything is green and moist compared to here where like life is working really hard and it's really expansive like I could be in a forest and it's so dense and it's just really supportive but here I could be in a canyon and it's huge and expansive and sometimes overwhelming and I love that. I think growing up I was Growing up, I was really overwhelmed with perception. I felt a lot of weight from perception and was overwhelmed by the expectations of achieving normalcy and achieving what was expected of me. And I'm really grateful that I've let go of that mindset and I'm working towards being a person who is open-minded and supportive of their friends and invested in community. Um, I've been really focusing on gratitude and reciprocity. Um, those have been some guiding mindsets for me and that has really changed my perspectives on the world. I feel more connected to the other than I ever have. Um, since growing up, being 
imposed with so many hateful perspectives. Um, it took me a while to realize that I didn't need to carry those on. And I feel excited to be really happy with the person that I am. And I just want to live in a world where people will accept me for who I am and I'll be the person to accept you for who you are. Queer joy feels like a rebellion. Um, I think underlying a lot of my philosophies is a pretty strong rebel heart. I am inspired by the queer community. We have faced a lot of adversity and despite that, we're going to have a good time. We're going to show limitless love to each other and we're going to heal and create a better world for the next generation. I think queer joy is when the community comes together and we can just exist and build friendships and dance. Dance has been a pretty integral part of my queer joy. I hope that me in the future looks back and is proud that I raised hell. Yeah, I'm working on trying to be more vocal. I'm working on being more assertive and taking up space and creating space for others. Those have been my priorities. I'm really grateful to be at a point in my life where I feel like I can be wholeheartedly myself and I'm really excited for the future and continuing to build a queer community around me. I lived way too much of my life feeling sad and feeling anger towards myself and living according to judgment from others and being a judgmental person myself and I'm not gonna waste any more time with thought processes like that. It feels liberating and with that perspective I have met similar people so it feeds into itself and I just feel a lot of joy and I'm grateful to feel all my feelings fully. They're all valid, but yeah, it's mostly happy now. Moab attracts really unique people. And I think that a lot of people end up in Moab at points in their life where they're in transition or they're coming to terms with something, usually themselves. So the people that I've met here 
have been really inspiring to me as I'm on this journey to figure out who I want to be because I see so many people unapologetically being themselves. Um, and I think that's something really special about this community. Give us your hot chocolate recipe. Yes, I'm so proud of my hot chocolate recipe and I will take any opportunity I can to make it for people. It's oat milk, coconut milk, dark chocolate, cinnamon, cayenne, and marshmallows. You've been listening to Lift Up, a show that elevates community voices in the high desert. Thank you to Allison for that recipe and, of course, for spending time with us and sharing your thoughts on identity and home. This episode was produced by Ginger Cyan with support from KZMU. Lift Up is a storytelling project of KZMU featuring conversations with locals whose identities and experiences have not traditionally been prioritized on the airwaves. Lift Up intends to deepen understanding and empathy within our community and reinforce a sense of safety and belonging for all. Lift Up is made possible with the support of Moab Pride and Moab City. Thanks for being here.